Welcome to Brit David Podcast and the conclusion to Pastor Tim's message, God's Guiding Presence, from Numbers chapter 9, verses 15 through 23. You may wish that God would give you a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to guide you in the ways He wants you to go. Actually, He has given you something better. He has given you Himself, His Spirit living inside of you, never leaving you, and never forsaking you, being with you always, even to the end of the age. And He has given you His Word, complete and errorless, as a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. You have God's guiding presence. Here's Pastor Tim. For example, let me give you a few of these. First of all, God's guidance answered their inadequacies. It answered their inadequacies, their inability to know what to do, where to go, when to go, what decision to make. God answered those inadequacies that they had and they felt. Think about some of these as we go through this passage. First of all, the people were naturally inconvenienced. It's inconvenient. I mean, we've been, we've been sitting here, we've been settled here, and now we've got to get up and move. We've got to get up the tents. We've got to get up our stuff. We've got to get up our families. got to round up them kids. We've we got to go, right? It's not a convenient thing. Can I remind you of this? God very seldom will call you to do something convenient. Why? Because you don't have to trust him for that. You're already there. You're already settled. They looked at some of this as being an inconvenience. Look, if you will, in verse number 18. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey. And at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. Where did, they, where did they get their decision from to get up and go? It's not theirs. It's not something that they planned. They didn't, they didn't, have, a, they didn't have a meeting one day and say, okay, everybody get out your calendars and let's, let's, make, let's find us a good day. All right, so on the 15th of next month, we're going to move. So start getting all your stuff ready. We're going to go. They didn't plan it. They didn't decide it. Where did it come from? At the command of the Lord. All right, listen to this. This is a key to you following this in application. What you're doing in making those tough decisions is not your decision. It is discovering what God's will is for you in that moment and being committed to obedience. In this case, I mean, really, they give you two options. They're moving, they're staying. God, what do you want me to do today? You want me to move, you want me to stay. You want me to move, you want me to stay. And every day they had to be prepared to believe and to trust and to obey God that day. If that day they got up and had to move, then it's time to go. 
And by the way, it's not just the cloud, is it? It's not God simply saying, all right, it's 7 o'clock, the sun's up, you know, it's, let, let, let's go first thing in the morning. It's a cloud by day, it's a fire by night. If the fire moves, they move. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, come on, let's go. Are you so committed to the will of God that you will do what He commands even if it is inconvenient? That's the point. Number two. Not only were they naturally inconvenienced, they were naturally impatient. I know that comes as a shock. (laughs) But they were impatient. You know? They're having to learn. Look, if you will, in verse number 19. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not journey. Now, I don't know, I don't know, and I haven't looked back enough to know what the, you know, how many times they moved and when they moved and all of that. But I can imagine that one week, maybe on Monday morning, Cloud starts moving, and here we go. And then the next Monday, we get to moving. And the next Monday, we get to moving. And then the next Monday comes, and we don't move. That's okay. I mean, it's just one Monday, right? Maybe, maybe the next Monday. The next Monday, they don't move. And then the next Monday, they don't move. And the next Monday, they don't move. There may not be anything more difficult for us to do than to wait. And yet the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord that you might see what He might do. If you are so busy making your decisions, if you are so busy doing your work, When do you ever get to stop and see what God does? They're an impatient people. And so are we. The third one is akin to that. Not only were they naturally impatient, they were naturally impulsive. Impulsive. Verse number 20, so it was. When the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days according to the command of the Lord. That, that's key, isn't it? It's, a, it's above the cloud, but it's still according to the command of God. They would remain encamped, and according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. Impulsive people, however, try to dictate the terms. The, the, the impulsive people will look at the cloud and, and look and go, I think it's moving. I I mean, I really, really think it's moving. We do that when we've not emptied ourselves of our own will. When we still have our finger on our favorite. You know, I'm watching baseball scores every day, Megan. Every day I'm watching them. I'm trying, I'm, I'm pulling so hard for the Reds to climb right back up into that little playoff picture. So every day I'm looking at what all of these different little teams are doing. 
And now look, and, and, and the Reds won today. So, so now I want to see what did, what did this other team do and what did this other team do? And I want it so bad. I want, I want the screen to scroll and I want, me to, I want to see a bunch of losers. <laughs> I want it, you know, and so I look at it sometimes and I see it and I go, oh, I, th- I, th- I think they're going to lose. I think it's going to be great. That's how we do, isn't it? I want my will so bad that sometimes I will even purposefully misinterpret God's Word. Try to make it say something that it doesn't say. Rip a verse right out of its context that it might somehow fit my situation that I might have some kind of an excuse to do what I wanted to do in the first place. We're impulsive people. The bottom line was, when the cloud really did move, they moved. And when the cloud really did sit still, then they sat still. Let's go to verse 21. Let me give you one more. They were naturally embedded they were naturally embedded. <clears throat> I mean, yes, we, we do not like to wait. We are impatient. We are impulsive. And sometimes we want to jump the gun and we want to run out there and get ahead of the Lord. But the opposite is equally true, isn't it? We get comfortable. We get comfortable right where we are. And we don't want to move. And we don't want to go. And we don't want to change. Change is painful. But it's also necessary. Look at verse 21. So it was. When the cloud remained, only from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey, whether by day or by night. Whether the cloud was taken up, they would journey. From evening until morning, they've gone to bed. They've gone to bed in the same patch of dirt they've gone to bed on for the last however long. A place where they have now made home. This is a place now that, this is their little patch of dirt. This is their place, this is where they are comfortable. This is where, you're going to see it in just a minute, they had stayed in places for years. Our kids grew up in this dirt. Why would we ever want to leave here? We can be so enamored with the past and what God did then that we're not looking at what God is doing now. And He may be ready to move. God's guidance answered their inadequacies. Secondly, God's guidance also answered their insecurities. The words I used a while ago, their curiosities, their questions, their indecisions. It's God who answered those things. Who is the initiator in all of these verses? Whether it's whether they're staying put or whether they're on the move, it's not the people. And it's not the cloud and it's not the fire. 
It is God. It is God. How many times do you see him saying, at the command of the Lord, these things are happening? Let me give you these last four. I want you to see, first of all, that God decided their departure. God decided their departure. See, it says, from the, in verse number 21, from the evening to the morning, then that morning, he moves. Who decides to move? God decides to move. It's his. At the command of the Lord, the cloud then moves. They don't schedule their departure. God schedules their departure. God's timing is always, always perfect. You probably heard people say before, God is never late and he's seldom early. Right? That's only half true. God's never late and God's never early. He's always right on time. His answers will come exactly when you need them. And he'll have you where you need to be when you need to be there. God decided their departure. Number two, God decided their duration. Their duration. How long they would stay. Look in verse number 22. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle. The children of God would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. Who gets to decide whether it's two days, a month, or a year? God does. God knows what He's doing with you. God knows where you are. He knows how long He wants you to be there. And He knows where the next stop is, if you will. That leads me to number three. God decided their destination. He decided their destination. Look at verse 23. At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped. And at the, at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. I find it interesting in verse number 23, we see something in there that we've not seen yet in all of this passage. We've seen the command of the Lord a bunch. But my New King James translates this, they kept the charge of the Lord. The difference between the charge and the command is protective. The word for charge means to build a hedge or build a fence around something. To keep it. To protect it. To guard it. What are you guarding? You're guarding God's will in your life. You want to know what He wants you to do, right? And He knows the destination. Ultimately, that's what you begin to protect. You're protecting where He wants you to go. What's their destination? Their destination is the promised land. They've been promised that for years and for years and for years. A land that is flowing with milk and honey. It's their destination. Maybe your destination is heaven. Maybe your destination, I don't know, whatever it is in the context that you're using this. 
God has the destination in mind. It's ultimately not up to me where I am or what I'm doing. That's God's responsibility. I mentioned to you one time that I met this man who was a missionary in Mexico. And of all things, I thought it was really odd. He basically was an accountant. I guess I never really thought about that, that they have to have accountants on the mission field, but they do. So I asked him, I said, how do you like it? He said, I don't like it. And I thought, that is like, missionaries shouldn't say that, you know? You don't get to say that you don't like it. But he said, I used to be a church planner, and I used to do evangelism, but I was trained in this, and this is where the mission board needs help, and this is where God sent me. And so just in talking to him a little bit more, he made this statement. I don't own the vineyard. I just work here. God puts his workers where he wants them in their vineyard, and it's up to them to obey. I thought, that's really good. And you don't even have to like it. (laughs) I don't like everything that God has asked of me. It's been necessary. And in the end, it's always worked out for good. But I haven't enjoyed the process. I'm not sure that he asked me to. When our children were little and I would tell them something to do, sometimes they would say, I don't want to do that. So I would say, you don't have to want to. You don't have to want to, you just have to do it. I feel like God says that to me a lot. Tim, you don't have to want to do this. You don't have to like doing this. But you still have to do it. All right, let me give you one more. I rearranged these last two. Originally, I had destination as the last thing I would give to you because that makes sense. They're on a journey, and they're going to end at the destination. But I think this point is so important that you need to hear it last. God decided their direction. God decided their direction. Throughout this thing, it's always been about the command of the Lord. When the cloud moved, they moved. When the fire moved, they moved. When it stood still, they stood still. It's always God leading them at every step along the way. Talk about people being impetuous or or impulsive. Remember, they're only going 11 miles. At some point, somebody, probably one of those knucklehead spies that came back with a bad report, says, Moses, it's just over there. Why, Why are we going that way? When the promised land is that way? I think that's a fair question. Because in my mind, in my heart, I feel like I know what I'm supposed to do. What I don't know is what God knows. God knows what's on the other side of the mountain. God knows what's across the river. God knows who's over there. God knows what's over there. 
And God knows exactly where I need to be in response to that. Sometimes the direction may not make sense. But if it's God commanding, then I can trust Him. Let me let you bow your head and close your eyes. Like I say, this passage has meant so much to me through the years. It's what moved me here. It's what's kept me here. I have so many stories I could tell you about that. But the reality is this. God didn't write that just for me. He preserved that in His Word for every generation and every person in that generation to hear and to heed. Let me pray for you. Father, I recognize tonight that there may very well be somebody who has an important decision that they need to make. Maybe it is a job decision. Maybe it is a relationship decision. Maybe it is a financial decision. Whatever it is, your presence covers everything. Pray, Father, that you would guide them. Help them to be able to see, acknowledge, recognize your presence. To be able to hear and to know your voice. And to simply obey. Father, tonight I simply put every person in this room in your hand and ask that you would deal with each and every one of us. Bless us tonight with your presence and your activity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together. If you need to come to the altar, come on. If you need to, if you need to come to me, come on. Whatever you need to do, let's do. So. This year at Brit Table. We would like to challenge you to join us in reading through the Bible in a year. This is a great and rewarding way to start your day. If you would like a copy of the reading plan, you can request a copy at churchoffice at brittdavid.org. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.